Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. Your adventure awaits. John and Noel would like to invite you to a live training and Q&A session happening on September 24th, 2019. They'll be discussing career change, the many, many different ways that you can become a coach or use coach training in your current career, and answering your questions about the $4.2 trillion wellness global economy. That's right, trillion dollar. So head over to journey.co slash career to sign up. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash career. It's time to get the skills and training you need to make a bigger impact in the world around you. And we'll see you on September 24th. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to talk about how your empathy is your superpower as a life coach. Yes. Let's start with the definition of empathy. Yeah, I was going to say that. What exactly does empathy mean? And I know it's a big word and uh, it's become a big wellness buzzword and empathy is something that we should all practice. But what exactly is it? I was surprised by the definition when I looked it up. I thought that empathy was really based on your ability to feel things, which it is. But the actual definition is the ability to understand and then share the feelings of another. Mm, Wait, let me think about this. To understand and then share. So what do you mean by share the feelings of another? To like actually say it back to them? Yeah, I think to get in there and have the conversation and be like, wow, I can really understand how you, John, are thinking and feeling about a given situation. And I'm not just going to discount your feelings and I'm going to let you have your feelings and partner with you to maybe figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, there's something amazing about um, this subtle difference between, uh, well, I I shouldn't say amazing, I should say powerful. Um, I know for me, whether it's friends or partner, family, whoever, if they just hear me, um, it, it, from a very logical place, you know, and then of course they'll have suggestions and advice. That's one thing. But if they truly uh, express that they understand what I'm going through, and then I even see kind of in their eyes, you know, their understanding, that's a whole not that 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 the love that I get, I feel there is on is is, is on a different level. A totally different level, and I yeah. think you know this goes back to the concept of. We humans have gotten very used to being separate from each other in life and in society. And to sit down with another person through the chapters and seasons of life and really be there is a lost art. Well, because we're just trying to fix everyone. (laughs) And I think it's I think it's societal and I think it's generational. You know, I remember growing up, my mom would have friends over. Uh, for tea. And that was kind of like, you know, the problem spot. When somebody was going through something, they came over, they sat at the kitchen table and they had tea. And, you know, now as an adult looking back, I'm like, oh, you know, that person was going through a divorce at that time. Or, oh, you know, that person's child was really sick. And as a kid, it didn't make sense to me what was going on. But 
as an adult now, what do you see as far as, you know, I know you have a great group of friends that you work really hard to um, build that relationship with. Do you guys get together for tea? Uh, <laughs> not tea. Um, we, we, uh, I, I have a, a couple of different um, um, tribes, but uh, we get together for uh, uh, workouts and motorcycle rides and stuff like that. But during the activity, we do have moments of uh, very heartfelt, serious conversations. Um, so it just, you know, and that's what I get out of it the most is th that connection. Um, and of course, to do that, you have to be empathetic, you know. You have to be empathetic. Last night, uh, one of my friends was going through a breakup and I canceled my plans for the evening and I made pasta and mm. my partner went out and got a bottle of wine and we just, we prepared for breakup central. Right. And oh, she sat at our dining room table and cried into her pasta and we held space because yeah. both of us know what it's like back to that definition to understand and share the feelings of another. And I said to her at some point during the evening, you know, I think relationships like this where you agree to travel through life with each other are a lost art. Yeah. And I got to say, and I'm not just saying this because we're on a podcast. Um, I think empathy for you, especially you, uh, is one of your superpowers. Um, since I've known you, uh, you usually feel something before the 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 to-do kicks in. So, um, it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's someone going through something or if someone, you know, wants to, wants to tell you something personal or, or maybe it's like, you know, animal related or, uh, you know, whatever, something's happening in the world. Um, I noticed that you feel it because I see it in your face and I, and I experienced your emotion. And then after that, so after practicing the empathy, then you go into, okay, now what, what do we do about it? Or what are you not going to do about it? Um, and I, and I've never seen that, uh, on that, on, on that kind of level with anyone else, I think, um, but you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, it's kind of a blessing and a curse to feel so deeply. <laughs> yes. Cause I also know that when you feel deeply, it could also knock you out. It can, it can really yeah. knock me out. Um, and it, you know, and so, you know, as we're kind of circling this, you know, background to coaching, you and I share a very high level of empathy. It is filtered throughout our organization. So, you know, I think that's one of the things that we provide for every single coach who comes into our network is a community and a space for individuals who may not have families or friends or partners who are capable of that level of empathy and we, right. we kind of throw the doors open and say come on in we have 500 empathetic motherfuckers around here <laughs> grab a seat share your story take what you need and you know rest up so that you can keep going on the path of life and i think it's beautiful to model that for our people and to provide that space for our people and then to be deploying coaches out into the world who can do this for others. Yeah. And I got to say, uh, if you're interested in being a life coach, uh, we as humans all have the ability to be empathetic. So you already have that. You know, I think a lot of people think life coaching is only about um, 
you know, accomplishing goals and, and uh, tools and, and different ways in and techniques. And I think that's all, of course, a part of it. But if you are naturally empathetic and that is one of your superpowers, then you're already set up to be a very powerful coach. It's so true. It's so true. And you just – coach training is – valuable and important because it takes that very natural skill set and then gives you a system and structures to kind of package it up and turn it into a very valuable professional skill. Um, I was poking around and I found a really nice framework for how coaches can do this. And it comes from the world of nonviolent communication or NVC. And mm -hmm. that is Marshall Rosenberg, who sadly passed in 2003. But this man is my hero. Mm -hmm. If you guys have a chance to Google him, he does the most amazing videos with puppets talking about feelings. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's so wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah. so wonderful. And the goal of nonviolent communication is to establish a relationship with others that's based on honesty and empathy. So it's an actual linguistic training program that helps you communicate using empathy, essentially. That alone um, can change so many relationships. So many relationships. So many. So I'll break it down for you. So the goal is to communicate what you observe without giving your two cents about it. So you're just stating facts, what you see, what you hear, what you remember, what you imagine, and it's free from evaluations. And it's free for evaluations that do not contribute to your well-being, I think is the really important part. So the sentence is, when I see or hear, and a correct example is, when I hear you raising your voice, or you spent over 60 hours at the office this week, or, you know, maybe a coach to a ball player, you know, you have not scored a goal in 20 games. So those are all ways of thinking where you're, you're observing, you're stating the facts. So an incorrect example of this would be when you become aggressive or you work too much, or you're a shitty soccer player. So, looking at the difference between let's just take the example of when I hear you raising your voice versus when you become aggressive. How do you think that lands for the listener? Um, what do you mean? How does it land for the listener? So if I said to you, John, you know, when I hear you raising your voice, it really has an impact on the room versus when you become aggressive, it's terrible. Right, right. So when you say you, when you become aggressive, the first thing I feel is attacked, or I, f I feel you, you're, you're calling me a name, or you're saying I'm a monster, or, or you're saying that I'm doing something wrong or bad. Um, when the first one, when you say uh, this is what I, what I uh, hear you doing or see you doing, then that one's much softer because what I sense is you noticing something. There, there's more empathy in the first one. It's a, it's a much softer delivery. It's a much softer delivery. And you're, and you're absolutely right. You're not putting somebody immediately on the defensive. Yeah. And so then the next step is to communicate about how you personally feel. So it's when I see you or, you know, whatever other observation you have, I feel, 
And your feelings, it's so important to keep in mind that your feelings are separate from what other people say and do. And so when you're, when you're like a correct example of your feelings is I feel exhausted. I feel frustrated. When you don't greet me at the door, I feel lonely is something I might say to George, my dog. Um, You know, an incorrect example is you're wearing me out. You should have known better. Right, right. Yeah, all that is loaded. Yeah, totally loaded. And it, and it, it puts responsibility on the other person for, for not only their behavior, but also for your existence. You know, the difference between um, we need to have more sex and I would like to be more intimate with you. That's like, it's like day and night. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. a great example. That's a great example. So let's take this and frame it from an empathetic perspective. So how, so let's start with the observation. The observation in this scenario would be what? That, and this is uh, so, I, I, I mentioned this because um, this is so common with my, my male clients, um, wanting more uh, sex. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, right. totally. Yeah. So what's the observation? The observation is we're not ha- we're not having enough or I would like more. So so if if we're if we're taking it down without a judgment. So not having enough is a judgment. So right. we are having um we're having less intimacy than yes. we did when the relationship started. Sure. So that could be an accurate observation and then how do how do your male clients typically feel about that fact? Oh, um, undesired, uh, which, which they usually don't say because of their definitions of masculinity. And that, that means that to be vulnerable. Uh, so undesired, undesired, hurt, um, rejected. Okay. So, um, undesired, hurt, rejected. So the, those, those are still putting the onus, those words are still putting the onus on the listener. So I'm right. wondering how we could kind of spin that around. Um, so if, you're, if we're feeling hurt, rejected, undesired, um, I feel would lonely sure. be a good descriptor. Um, when I feel undesired, I feel... Um, not at my best. Yeah. Can it be something also like, um, I feel like I want to be closer to you. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like there's drift and I want to be more intimate with you. So like more, more is instead of what's lacking, um, what you, you want, uh, what you want to do, that's going to equal something positive. Yes. And and now we have to really follow it through, but with understanding how the other person might be experiencing this drift. So, you know, I'm, I'm observing that we're having less intimacy than we did when the relationship first started. When we don't have intimacy in our relationship, I sometimes start to feel not at my best and Mm -hmm. a little bit lonely. Mm -hmm. I also have this feeling of wanting to be closer to you. And if I am feeling so impacted in these ways, I imagine that there must be something going on for you as well. And I want to hear about that and explore it together. 
Yeah, I mean, as you're talking about this, the difference is it, it's like the Grand Canyon. I mean, <laughs> it's so um and, and and you know, I'm also guilty of this being in relationships where I'm like, you know, we're not having enough sex and all that. And so when you approach someone with that, um they're of course they're going to hold up a shield because you're you're basically ind- indirectly saying something's wrong with you or you're not doing enough or or they may take it as you're not good enough. But when you say um I would like or I feel lonely. Uh, I I I feel like um, I want to be closer to you. Uh, stuff like that. Then it's gonna draw them towards you, and of course, the result of that can be a, a sexual experience or any kind of intimate experience. And don't forget that the follow through calls on joining. That if I'm feeling this, there must be something going on for you too, and I right. care about your inner life partner. So let me understand what's going on for you. Yeah, the joining part is huge because you're, then you ask, you know, uh, what do you think about this or how do you feel? Giving your partner the opportunity to express uh, him or herself. Yes, and with, with and, and accepting it without judgment and not giving. So the key with nonviolent communication and this empathy work is to do not issue any statements that could jeopardize another person's well-being. So when yeah. we're thinking of our words as those daggers and you know, oh, by the way, this kind of this little vignette that we're running you guys through, this is how you practice as a coach in session. It's deeply listening to someone, hearing their words, understanding their basic or psychic needs. So I could take this whole vignette and flip it around to a coaching conversation where, you know, it, it was so interesting. Yesterday I had a call with my coach and she, and she said, she asked me how I was doing and I said, not great. And she said, I can really hear it in your voice. Mm. It validated you. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. I was listened to. And so, you know, if if a client pops in and they say, you know, I feel like shit, you know, I'm not having enough sex. It's like, wow, I can really hear your frustration. I can really hear your frustration. Tell me what's going on for you. So most of the world skips that piece. So, you know, when you say I'm not doing well, uh, the next one is uh, we skip your, validating you and then we go to solutions or you know, or what's wrong with you or what's going on or how can we fix this very fast? Yes, yes. And bringing it right back home to the definition of empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So going there is the superpower. Wow. What a powerful episode and uh, 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 such a great um, conversation, especially in the world today with the landscape of everything that's going on. Oh, goodness. People are so upset. (laughs) People are upset. People are scared. Um, so Noelle and I, and I have this kind of running joke where she'll always say something random, and I, I always think, um, oh, that would make a great T-shirt. And so today, maybe nonviolent communication would be a powerful T-shirt. Now, we never make them, but we always joke about them. We would have the best fashion line if we ever got our act together. <laughs> yeah, we have thousands of sayings from Noelle that could easily be T-shirts. One day. One day. Anyway, guys, practice empathy and uh, be well. Take care. John and Noel would like to invite you to a live training and Q&A session happening on September 24th, 2019. They'll be discussing career change, the many, many different ways that you can become a coach or use coach training in your current career, and answering your questions about the $4.2 trillion wellness global economy. That's right, trillion dollar. 
So head over to journey.co slash career to sign up. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash career. It's time to get the skills and training you need to make a bigger impact in the world around you. And we'll see you on September 24th.